So, Jamie, you know how boomers are fucking crazy? Yes. Blood poisoning. <laughs> I'm going to show you a real PSA that was on TV in the 80s. Yes. Mommy, what's for supper? Can't you see that I'm on that phone? it down, I just got home. Isn't it enough that I work all day? Needs to get a chance to get away. This is thy first dirty rag. Bosses, bills, and that guy. Shut up, kids, you're in the way. I'm so mad I just slapped your face. Did I do something wrong? Have you hugged your kid today? Did you send him on its way? With love, 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 love. She's a person just like you. She's got feelings too, so give her love, 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 love. This message is brought to you by the station and the Kentucky Department for Human Resources in the interest of our children. By the way, have you heard your kid PSA for that and like I don't know some people just shouldn't have kids you know <laughs> yeah there's another one as well that I'll play in the future uh, as a special surprise but oh, um, yes I could slap you in the face <laughs> the part where it's like she's a person just like you yeah. <laughs> damn oh man yeah isn't that um, wild yeah adults uh, that have kids they're people and yeah i don't know you were a kid once how do you not know that <laughs> you don't you forget because you're on the nervous laughter podcast yeah. i'm jamie i'm Alyssa. and have you hugged your kids today yeah they're human beings too mm -hmm. in case you forgot and we are human beings mm -hmm. And some human beings like to climb very tall things. Yes. Like they Mount do. Everest. I'm not talking about David Blaine. I'm talking about <laughs> Mount Everest Mountaineers. <laughs> and um Have you hugged your mountain today? <laughs> have you hugged your Sherpa today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what these bitches need to be singing. And uh yeah, so in the in the last uh, Mount Everest episode, um, if you haven't listened to that, just do a little pause and jump back to the last episode. Um, Sherpas are super badass and they will uh, save people from mountains. And yeah. I'll, I'll talk a little bit about how people get saved from Mount Everest and the Sherpas are a huge part of that. Gangsters of the mountain. Yes, it is true. <laughs> um, Positive gangster, not steal your money and shoot you and stuff yeah they, they're up there with guns and <laughs> doing oh. doing drive-by oh <laughs> Alyssa just threw her popper popper um, sounds like we're doing some sex drugs <laughs> it's a whip it it's like better than whip it it's true 
Um, but yeah, so in the last episode, I mentioned that uh, there's insurance that climbers must get um, to go to the mountain and to get their boner up the mountain. Yes. <laughs> um, Popping boners. Mm-hmm. And so I, I looked at information from National Ge- Geographic and a couple other articles. Um, what I got from National Geographic was... Um, Traveling via helicopter, they find those in danger. If they can't safely land their aircraft at the scene, they deploy a technique called longline rescue. A long uh, spool. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> you just laughed, so I was just like, what? <laughs> what? Uh, sorry. Just, it, they're kind of funny looking. I've seen a couple videos. So it's just oh, weird. Have you seen the video? This isn't like from a Mount Everest rescue, but it was like the person got like lifted from the long line and the, they're thing just kept spinning around <laughs> super fast <laughs> it, it just feels so embarrassing i mean yeah it's saving your life so yeah. it's worth it but how embarrassing yeah <laughs> it's, it still is yeah it's like please just cover my whole body in a blanket so you can't see me <laughs> I look like a ghost <laughs> yeah. um so so yeah, I think a lot of people probably already have a vision of what this is since we're talking about it. But uh, yeah, a long spool of wo- rope will um, um, unwind and they repel it down to the victim so they can, um, you know, tie their body to the stretcher thing to the rope and uh, get flown get flown away. You know, they just dangle there. Um, <laughs> I think in some cases they pull them in, obviously, but I just. I, I did a really bad job on getting research for this part, so I'm sorry. All the ones I've seen, it's just like them dangling. So. Yeah, okay, okay. For some reason, my brain's like, they go in the helicopter, but maybe in a lot of cases, they don't, you know, pull them in maybe until they, like, they get to a safe spot, I guess. Yeah, or I guess it could be like the helicopter's just flying around and you like pick them up and then drop them off and then go do other shit. So maybe they never come up in it because they don't land shit. or something. Yeah. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be funny too if they're just like the they're flying, just like hitting all these rocks like along the way. We're gonna get you out of here. <laughs> you just um, get hit in the face of a tree. <laughs> Though I guess they are above the tree line. Like, oh well, yeah. The tree yeah. line is pretty low. Like even when we were in Colorado, we saw places where it stopped, and that's like a third of the height of this. Okay. So pretty crazy. The tree stopped pretty early. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I wish I would have gotten more information about like vegetation and stuff that's up there, but there's not really much. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, and and a lot of the videos I saw too, uh, it's like Sherpas like actually like carrying these people on their back. Yeah. You know, like they wrap them up in a sleeping bag and carry them on the back drag them in areas that they can be dragged but mm-hmm. some places they can't do that because it'll be like we talked about with the helicopter just banging into stuff left and right mm-hmm. um and i also found a uh interesting article in from a uh, boston.com i felt like they kind of ex- explained it really well so mm-hmm. i'm just gonna read what they said um so the first step is a field rescue that begins with asserting ascertaining the caller's condition and providing advice regarding how they should either shelter in place or move to a safer location, says uh, Dan Richards, CEO of Global Rescue. 
Um, at that point, we can then deploy air or ground rescues to try to reach them. Once they have been rescued from the field, we evaluate them medically and get them additional care if necessary. If not, we bring them to a staging location prior to evacuating them from the country. The air is so thin that helicopters struggle to achieve enough lift to safely remove her. Uh, so to compensate for this, the helicopters have to reduce their weight, meaning taking a few fewer people up there, sometimes only two people per trip. Um, which like, you know, you also have to account for like the oxygen, like they have to take oxygen up mm, for the people mm -hmm. that they're bringing because the people that they're saving already have limited oxygen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just thought that was pretty interesting. You know, helicopters can't get to all the places. So the Sherpas have to carry them to like a base camp or somewhere that they can get, uh, safely and then they can, um, take them away. And so crazy. There was a couple of recent stories with people getting saved from Everest. Um, Feeling mad already. <laughs> one of them that I know about. <laughs> and um, I just grabbed this information from an Atazi video. He's a, a YouTuber mm. that does some news and stuff. Um, but there was one where a, a Chinese woman was saved after falling unconscious on the mountain. And uh, she got rescued by a Sherpa and stuff. Uh, but she refused to pay the $10,000 rescue fee to the guy that saved her. <laughs> I'm going to so, punch a hole in your drywall. Yep. <laughs> Do we need to play that PSA again? <laughs> <laughs> Hug a Sherpa. <laughs> yes. But it, it's, this, it's this dumb bitch, not the Sherpa. Well, I feel bad calling her dumb bitch because the people that saved her, the two Sherpas are like, like it's fair. we, you know, we don't ask anything of these people blah 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 like the internet should really chill out on her because we don't do this to be thanked we just do it to save lives mm -hmm. but it's also kind of like you know it's fucked up like, yeah you're alive she, i mean <laughs> she has the money like mm -hmm. she fucking went up oh she went up there she probably spent you know at least fifty thousand dollars like your life isn't worth i don't know and don't yeah. they have things that you have to sign that say that you could end up paying this i thought that was a thing yeah and so i was kind of confused too because uh whenever whenever i was talking about the insurance it talked about like um like a evacuation kind of insurance or mm -hmm. you know saving your ass insurance <laughs> So I was kind of confused on this because it says, you know, she refused to pay the $10,000. So I don't know if that was like she went up there without insurance and then was supposed to pay this mm -hmm. since she didn't have insurance or if um, she had insurance and this was like an additional fee. And she was like, I shouldn't have to pay that because I got it and had insurance. But it's also kind of like, I don't know, just pay them 10000 bucks for saving your life and move on. I, I don't I don't know. It's hard for me to. I have feelings about it. <laughs> I know. It's when I first read that, I was like, what the dude, like, yeah. We started um, listening to some podcasts on our way back from our trip. And then, like, two days later, that story came out. I'm like, oh, that's a pretty weird coincidence. Yeah. And I'm all like in Mount Everest mode. And then that happened. <laughs> but I was like, oh. what a fucking bitch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but apparently, she had, um, at one point, she eventually agreed to pay $4,000, but the dude just, like, was like, like fuck no, it. that's fine. I don't want your money. You you have a bad attitude. So yeah. That's, pretty, that's a pretty cool power move. Yeah, like, no, nah, I'm good. Don't worry about it. 
Yeah, no thanks. I just save people on mountains all the time. It's, <laughs> it's like, sorry, but sorry. it reminds me of um, when I was a waitress. And then like, you know, 20% tip has been the standard for a little while, like at mm-hmm. least 10 years ago since I was a server. And uh, people would like pay me in cash and I could tell right away like it wasn't enough for a tip. And I'd be like, oh. oh, let me get you your change. And the change would have been like $2. And they're like, no, it's for you. I'm like, I'll be right back with your change. Like, I don't want your fucking $2. Yeah. Thanks for the two bucks. Fuck chump. you. <laughs> I'm already, <laughs> yeah. I'm already paying for you to eat here. Cause that's kind of how it works. Like with tip pools and stuff. Like, you know, you're having to tip out a percentage of all your shit to like bussers and whoever. Yeah. So like, if you don't get a big enough tip. It's like you're paying for somebody to eat there. Like, oh, yeah. You're paying yeah. a percentage out of your stuff. So, yeah. Tipping is like, I don't know. We need to just not. I know. We just have it's, a system where it's not required. <laughs> it's almost like we should do it like other places where they just pay like a fair wage. Yeah. <laughs> and then people do their job well. And if they don't, then they get fired. Like, yeah. And, that yeah. would be cool. <laughs> Sorry for my tangent there. No, no, no. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm sure this life-saving man and I feel the same. That's all <laughs> I wanted to say. <laughs> I can relate. <laughs> um, well, there is another uh, Sherpa that saves someone. Um, this one I actually saw like a lot of videos for on TikTok and stuff. So it was like a Sherpa and this he was, you know, with his, one of his customers or whatever, mm-hmm. taking him up. And then they came across a guy that was like shivering and holding onto a rope. Now it says holding onto a rope. I don't know if this meant like he was like dangling, holding on or like it was like a taut line that was kind of a slant. And so he was just kind of like sitting and holding on or I don't, I don't, I don't know. But, um, so yeah, they, um, the Sherpa convinced the customer guy that he was with, that they should stop and like, save this guy because he's gonna die if they don't do anything and no one else is probably gonna come and a lot of rescue teams can't get to where they were at so um they did that uh they wrapped him up in a sleeping bag Mm -hmm. and got him like you know backpacked up and this was like an area where they couldn't really drag him on the ground so they had to Uh, fucking take yeah take turns wearing him and i think it was like uh carried him six hours to a base camp so a helicopter could reach him. Six hours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in the Mount Everest conditions where it's hard to breathe. Probably at least a 150 pound person. Yeah. Like. And it's already hard enough to get yourself down and you're carrying a person. Damn. Um, so this the person that got saved, um, they had made some just kind of like broad kind of like thank you stuff on like social media that uh, didn't even like specifically mentioned the person that like carried him or anything like that at all um but most shockingly he blocked him on instagram like what like the only thing i the only way my brain can like rationalize that is like maybe this guy has some kind of trauma that's linked to the person that saved him because if he like addresses this person maybe that makes it more real but i don't know it's like he still put out a big thank you thing that was like thank you to the team you know the evacuation service team and blah 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 and 
Mm. Just like fucking blocked that Sherpa's ass on Instagram. That's weird. I wonder what the real story is. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe more will come out about it because I think this was like super recent and stuff. I hadn't heard about that um, But yeah, I think that this was also a Chinese person. Mm. So maybe because that lady was also from China. So Mm. maybe they just need like a little... um, like etiquette book before they <laughs> before they go or something too. Like just say thank you to someone if they carry you six hours down a mountain to save your life. That's it. Just say thanks. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. And the thing is, like that dude that was with the Sherpa, like on his way up. I mean, that means that that he had to abandon his summit attempt. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so. That was exactly that's what happened. The whole thing. Like, that's like a lot of money gone for like the one thing that you went up there for. <laughs> yeah. Just, and yeah. I'm, I'm sure. Like, oh, sorry. We keep talking. This oh, no, no, no. You sorry. go. You go. <laughs> um, the thing I'm thinking of too, like depending on how high up they are. I mean, I know you kind of have to go <laughs> up and down, <laughs> but I'm sure if you're like almost to the top, like. You know, the mountain's like 29,000 feet. If you're at like 26,000, like you probably just can't go the next day. Like I'm sure if it was lower down, that would be fine. But Mm -hmm. like if you're really high up, that could fuck you for the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. That was also kind of a thing that happened in a Yeti documentary that I watched, but we'll get to that later. But but yeah, no, that's... um. I don't know. I mean, if if I was that person, I feel like, yes, I would save that person because if I got to the top and then on the way down, like that guy was dead, dead, I would never like be able to like look at this achievement the same. Exactly. But it's still kind of like, damn it. Still sucks. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so, you know, some people get saved from Everest, uh, but some people don't. Some people don't. Um, And they're still there. I have some information about that. Yeah. So it kind of, as with all the Everest stuff, I feel like it's kind of weird and you see like different numbers and you're like, which one is true? But there's mm-hmm. also like not really a way to tell, you yeah. know, how, how and many who the are going to go up there just to like <laughs> get that data. Yeah. And like how accurate is reporting on stuff like this. But mm-hmm. um, I've seen that roughly, uh, 300 people have died that we know of, and 200 are still up there. Wow. Holy yeah. shit. Plus or minus. That's some crazy. Popsicle people. But. Wow. But just definitely for sure, over half the people that have died there yes. are still there. And the reason being, like Jamie was talking about with rescues, it's just, it's too dangerous depending on where they are. And. You know, if you're in a situation where you can only, you only have enough energy to carry yourself, like. You're going to die if you carry the other person. So while it's very sad, like it's a survival situation at that point. Um, And another thing I was thinking about when you were talking about the rescues, like. Okay, say that we're down here on Earth, like. Like we are. (laughs) (laughs) So just imagine. Picture it. (laughs) <laughs> I can picture it pretty easily. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too, I guess. <laughs> but like say that you're running, like your body is used to like how it feels on earth, so like 
you could stop running before you like puke or pass out. Yeah. But like up here, like you're not, you don't know, your body isn't having normal reactions anyway. You're getting boners left and right. (laughs) You're popping boners, like you can't breathe. So like you don't, you can't as easily gauge like, oh, I'm about to fucking die. Ah, that's really scary. I don't like that. Yeah. (laughs) Because I'm the type of person, like I I definitely keep pushing myself like, and pushing Mm -hmm. myself like, when I was doing more parkour, I would be doing it for like four, four hours or four to six you hours. You would be a popsicle and I'd just person. Be like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and people around me are like, you can take a break. And like, I'm like, never. That's true. But hold on. <laughs> I have to do the thing. Um, so are most of these bodies in the like rainbow village? Oh, wait, no, that's not what it's called. Uh, no, you're right. It was like Rainbow City or something. Door City. Valley. Door City. <laughs> no, you're right. Rainbow, rainbow Valley. Valley. Yeah. Rainbow Village. <laughs> yeah. So most of the bodies are in the death zone, which is like 26,000 feet on up. But, and that's like close to the summit, right? That's not like the lower base camps and stuff. Yeah. Okay, 26,000 um, is like. You're kind of in the home stretch because the top is 29. So most of the people are up there, but also you can very easily die just anywhere, um, as we'll talk about here in a minute. So rewind back to the first episode. Here on Earth. <laughs> Here on Earth. All of this takes place on Earth, by yes, the way, yes. in case anyone was wondering. Um, so on Earth, uh, one of the first people to attempt to climb was a man named George Malloy. He's the one that got lost in 1924, and we're not sure if he actually was the first person to summit because he went missing. Oh, okay. So, in 1999, they fucking found him on the mountain. Oh, wow. 75 years later. Whoa. Where did they, where did they, like, how close to the summit did they find him? Um, that part, it doesn't say. Um, I just have that it was a warm spring, so the snow was a little more melted than normal. (laughs) Yeah, which is a thing that happens, like, depending on the weather fluctuation, some of these bodies kind of come and go because they're hidden or they're not. Wow. Um, Yeah. Did they find any type of, like, information on him that, like, indicated if he got to the summit? No, uh, he didn't have anything, um... It was like his upper body was pretty much like perfectly preserved and he still had like his really primitive uh, climbing equipment. Oh, but he didn't have like papers or like anything like that. You said his uh, top half was well preserved, which just made me think like maybe he didn't want anyone to know he had a boner. (laughs) (laughs) He was like... (laughs) anything but that (laughs) well speaking of boners i did uh read something that said that he had a picture of his wife on him like with his body and so that's why they think maybe he didn't make it to the top because his plan was supposedly like leave the picture of her up there but we have no way of knowing so i bet that he didn't if that was the plan to leave it Mm -hmm. up there but I mean, also littering, sir. <laughs> you don't just that was go. In 1924, <laughs> they they didn't know that was a thing. They're like, yeah, you see, you can dump uh, poop in the water <laughs> and then drink the water. Not see, flavors, natural <laughs> flavor. Uh, the next person, uh, her name is, was Hannah Schmatz. 
Um, she was the first person, first German citizen, but also first woman just in general throughout the world to die on the mountain. Uh, this was in 1979. She reached her goal of summiting the mountain, but she succumbed to exhaustion on the way down. Oh, sucks. And what happened with her, uh, she had a Sherpa with her and the Sherpa was like, hey, like you can't set up camp period in the death zone. And she was like, I'm good. Oh, oh my God. So she okay. fucking camped in the death zone. So Jesus. there was, yeah, there was a snowstorm. Um, so I guess she kind of realized like, oh, I'm fucked. So she starts trying to go down to like the next camp. Ooh, too late. <laughs> yeah. She died 330 feet away from the next camp. <gasps> oh, she was like right fuck. there. Damn. Yeah. She was right wow. there. I mean, granted, they probably wouldn't have been able to save her, but. Maybe, you know, yeah. I don't know. Um, and she, she's another one where like, they don't know exactly where she is now because of the weather. But oh. for a while, um, she was like in really plain view. And the last picture I saw of her, like she, her face was skeletal, but Basically, she was like leaned up against her backpack and she was there for a really long time. And she was a marker that people would see. And she was just sitting there like with her eyes open and like her hair blowing in the wind. And Oh, the hair blowing. Oh, that's so creepy. Yeah. Fucking weird. Uh, uh, the next person here on Earth <laughs> that's come <laughs> to tragedy. <laughs> uh, she's nicknamed Sleeping Beauty. Her name does is, the other girl have a nickname? She doesn't. Um, I couldn't find one for her at least. Sitting silly. <laughs> Sitting silly. <laughs> I, I was trying to think Sleeping Beauty. What can I find? <laughs> so Sleeping Beauty, Frances Arcentive was the first woman from the US that reached the summit of Mount Everest without the aid of bottled oxygen. Which Whoa, is fucking insane. What? That's fucking crazy. Yeah, because most people, of course, use it. Even Sherpas that yeah. like are native to this area. And some people die without bringing that shit up there. Mm -hmm. That's impressive. Yeah. Go her. So that was in May of uh, 98. But unfortunately, she died during the descent. Hmm. She was with her husband, Sergey, and... There's different reports, but apparently they split up and were with two different groups descending. She got really tired and just couldn't do it. So her group like used up all the oxygen they had. And I guess they were in a spot where they couldn't carry her. So either they decided or she was just like, you know, go ahead. Fuck. Um, ah, so, oh, sorry, it just makes my gut feel just like, yeah, ugh. just knowing like, okay, this is it. Yeah. Like, not coming down. You guys just go. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's a selfless thing to do because, you know, your team could also die helping you. Yeah. And... It's just, I don't know. I feel like you just have to put that in your mind before you even like make that mm -hmm. trip. Like, okay, am I prepared to 
make those decisions and well I say live with that but you know you live and die you, you know on earth yeah you have Basically. to be prepared to die <laughs> prepare to die <laughs> welcome to earth <laughs> welcome to earth bitch so her husband uh Francis's group like they're coming down her husband Sergey they see him going up to try to find her and they're oh. like, hey, like, we're out of stuff. Like, we can't help you. So he goes up. And then he's never seen again. Oh. Um, until the next year, um, there was a really experienced guide that was, like, kind of in a weird area. Um, what it sounds like is kind of like a cliff that you wouldn't really go to. It was kind of off the trail. Mm-hmm. Um and they think that he was searching for her and like fell off a cliff. Oh, there's also a shit ton of um crevices oh. up there. Um, I didn't, I like just found this like before you're coming over, but there's like, I wish I would have got some stories like this, but yeah, there's some like fucking deep ass crevices that people just fall in. And there was one dude that uh, yeah. fell in while his uh, whole team was like sleeping and stuff. And he dislocated his shoulder and he had to like climb out of there. Like fucking nuts. What's for another time? (laughs) But yeah, maybe he fell in a crevice and um Yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah. uh, The dangers of Everest, dude. Yeah. (laughs) It's crazy. Yeah, so Frances, um, for a long time, she was just kind of like a marker. She was just there. She was wrapped in an American flag. And then finally, at some point, um, a group kind of moved her like closer to that cliff where her husband was. So they were like kind of in the same area. So like, was that just because they wanted them to be together or something or they had to just uh, move the body for? I don't know exactly. Some of the stuff, there's not like a ton of information. Okay. Um, But yeah, they I guess it was probably just because she was like on the path. And so they just like scooted her (laughs) get a broom and just get this out of the way (laughs) like the tool noises (laughs) (laughs) wait no er, er, er. um one of the most popular people on the mountain is uh a man that they refer to as green boots good old green good old green boots (laughs) Uh, this was in 2014. He died in a blizzard. Um, people aren't 100% sure who he is because I guess multiple people died in this blizzard. But they think it's an Indian climber um, named Siwang Paljor. And actually, I'm sorry, I said the wrong thing. He died in 96, was discovered in 2014. Um. And he became a landmark for how close you are to the summit. Ah, Green boots. okay. Because um, where he was, it was a place where like 80% of people would stop before they like really started up in the steep stuff. Ah, okay. So he was like in the entrance of this cave and just sat down and died. Damn. Yeah. So eventually... <laughs> Sorry, question. Okay. Is uh-huh. is the cave kind of like still there? Like, is mm-hmm. it kind of, okay. Yeah, I think it's kind of just like a popular spot that 
is still used. It's kind of a natural, like off a little bit off the path, so you're not like blocking the main. Oh, uh, okay. It's like a little elsewhere. little uh, cocktail lounge. Yeah, a little wrist stuff. <laughs> little Bucky's up there. Yeah. <laughs> He's the Bucky's mascot instead, though. <laughs> so. I've seen different things. I've seen that his family got him moved. I've also seen that the Chinese government moved him out of plain sight. But basically, I think whoever it was just kind of like moved him further into the cave. So he wasn't like right here. Oh, okay. So he's still there. He probably will never come down. Kind of wish they would have kept him out in plain sight. I just, I don't know. Maybe there's a lot more to it that I'm not thinking of, but I just kind of. The idea of people dying up there and being markers sounds kind of cool. and like, It kind of sounds like something that they, I could see the person liking. You know, yeah, like I yeah. get to contribute yeah, to Yeah, I get to be a part of this yeah. and like people are going to, like I'm a marker on people's way up and stuff. At least for a little bit until, you know, snow melts and you roll to a different spot or something. But I'm going to sound like a huge asshole saying this, but. Frankly, I don't really care, but I was watching a video of this, like, she was like this really pretty, like, influencer lady Mm -hmm. that posts, like, workout videos in her bikini and stuff. Well, I guess she climbed Everest, and she, like, takes a video of herself crying, because she's like, I didn't know there would be a dead body there. Did I'm you like, research about it's it like before the you most went? famous thing about Everest is that there's dead bodies there. Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess if you're not expecting one at point A, but like they could be anywhere. Literally anywhere. What a dummy. Like, they're dying frequently. It's not just like, yeah. oh, here's one from years ago. Like, That's like going to a hospital and just being like, I didn't know I'd see someone sick here. Or like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, see a dead person. Like, I don't know. Like, it just, it happens there. Like, yeah, I was watching it and I was just like, Tip. I mean, I hate to be this person that's like, suck it up. I mean, yeah, it's sad, but that's like art of it yeah this is a very extreme situation yeah i feel like that makes me think that some people just really don't understand how extreme it is especially with like how you're talking in the last episode like the commercialization of it and everything Mm -hmm. people are just like oh if i get hurt i can just take an elevator down or something it's like no you get hurt like you're fucked yeah (laughs) this is where a place where you might have to like Look your husband in the eyes and like say goodbye. Yeah. For any fucking reason. Like yeah. it could be going perfect and then there's a blizzard or there's a you um, twist your ankle. Yes. Like fucking anything. Your oxygen tank springs a leak. Or yeah. Something. Like, it's fucking fuck. wild. Uh, there's another man that sat down and died right next to Green Boots. Um, his oh. name was David Sharp. What year was that? I don't have the year, but I want to say it's early 2000s. Okay. But this was like Green Boots was already there and dead. And then he just was like, I'm going to go chill Mm -hmm. next to him. Okay. okay. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Okay. Um, So this guy caused a lot of a lot of controversy within the climbing world. His name was David Sharp. And 
he had, uh, I feel like my voice sounds really shaky. I promise I'm not about to cry. <laughs> so, so there's this man. <laughs> Is it, I'm sorry, Alyssa, but there's, we gotta talk about the dead bodies. <laughs> what? I didn't know. You were a fucking mortician for fuck's sake. I didn't know there would be bodies. <laughs> So there's a guy named David Sharp. Um, he had tried to climb Everest multiple Sounds times. Sounds a little flat to me. Oh, oh. music <laughs> joke. Oh, sorry, I just had to. I'm sorry. But, um, <laughs> so he was more like a normal person, I think, not like an ultra billionaire. Oh, okay. So he had tried to climb Everest a couple times, didn't make it for various reasons. Then he made this trip and was like, okay, this is my last fucking trip. Like, I, I can't you know, afford to can't, do this ever yeah, again. I just can't keep doing it. So he ended up going with like a budget company, guide company. And <laughs> I just feel like that's something you definitely don't want to do <laughs> yeah. when you're doing something like this. Yeah. So he went with a budget company and uh, basically what this company did was... Um, they would get you to base camp and then you were pretty much on your own. So he was like climbing <gasps> oh, alone. Fuck. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, ah. you can just go up there by yourself if you want. You don't have to have a guide See, company. I was kind of wondering that when I was looking at the cost breakdown. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I bet a lot of people might cut a corner price wise here by just yeah. saying they don't need a guide. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I thought I wrote down the dollar amount, but um, they found a receipt on him that was for like roughly $7,500. And that was his receipt. Oh. So this was like ultra budget. Yeah. Like, I don't even know how he got this was that like price. economy class. <laughs> Less than yes. economy class. This was like riding with the luggage. <laughs> yes. <in> the plane. <laughs> like, I don't know how he managed that. Damn. So but he didn't. It sounds like. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But this one's really, it like is controversial because some people say that like 40 people passed him by and didn't do anything to help him. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't think that's true. So he like pretty much sat down where Green Boots was. So Uh people are having to pass him to get to the summit. For some reason, people just like to be like, no one helped him. Like, it was the whole thing. But there are reports of other people being like, no, I personally stopped to help him. He told me to go on. And at the time, there was a documentary being made, which I forgot to go back and look at the name. But basically, it was about, it was an unrelated thing with this guy whose brother had died. And they were trying to do a mission to get his body down. Oh, so okay. that film crew actually ran into David Sharp. Oh. And yeah. So people offered help and he was like, no, keep going. So they actually have that like recorded too. Like I when believe they saw that him? he is on camera wow. and the footage was given to his family, but not uh-huh. like released. Okay. So. I don't know why that became a thing. I saw multiple articles that were like, and no one stopped to help him. But I think it's just kind of like a sensationalized yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, Especially like some of the rescues I've been reading about, like it sounds like if you're going to die, people are going to stop and help you. <laughs> yeah. They'll at least try. Like, yeah. But like with him, um, 
I saw that people stopped to help him, but he was like kind of already in a state where like his body was frozen so much that they couldn't manipulate him. Like they couldn't like bend oh, his legs to, like, and like get him on mm-hmm. their back or something. So he was still alive, but they couldn't do anything. Ah. But basically it sounds like when you freeze to death, like it sucks really bad at the beginning, but then you're like warm and you kind of like drift off to sleep. So like at the end, yeah. it's not awful. It's not it's, that bad. <laughs> at the beginning, it's really fucking awful. But then you get like a peaceful time at yeah. the end to just, yeah. So that's what happened to him. Um, so he also got just kind of like drug further into that cave. So he's still on the mountain too. Oh, okay. So him and Green Boots are, yeah, they're are in probably there. in the cave together. Damn. Yeah. Playing poker. Yeah. <laughs> Boys night. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> Though I just realized maybe their ghosts wouldn't speak the same language. I don't know if once you become oh. a ghost, you become just universal to, yeah. speaking. I don't know. Because that's another thing that I didn't really think about because I'm a stupid American. I'm like, oh, you're like encountering people from literally all over the world. So like most people you encounter, like you can't talk to them. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. It's it's pretty crazy. Like the diversity that's just like up there. (laughs) But I mean, you know, it is like a people are going to travel from all over Mm because the tallest. So it's it's pretty cool. Yep. Uh, I have one more person. Um, this is one that I had mentioned last episode. It's a lady named Shreya Shaw Clarfine. Uh, That's a cool last name. (laughs) Yeah, it does sound cool. Uh, I guess she was a Nepal-born woman, but grew up in Canada. Mm -hmm. And she died in 2012. Um, if you just search, like, bodies on Everest, her picture pops up a lot because it's just, like, a body wrapped in a Canadian flag. So that's like a common picture. Um, But she's since been removed from the mountain. She was the one that I talked about that had to be taught how to put on climbing shoes before making her journey. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, she was like very new to the climbing game. And I can't remember if she made it to the top or not. But yeah. Damn. Yeah, so pretty crazy. But, oh, sorry, were you going to say something? No, 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 no. Some people do make it to the top. So I have a list of some notable and interesting summits. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. 1975, Junko Tabai, a Japanese woman, became the first woman to summit Mount Everest. Nice. What year was that? 1975. Okay. Okay. So 22 years after the first men that did. Okay, cool, cool. Um, in 1978, there was the first ascent without um, supplemental oxygen. So it was two men that did that, and then they went on later to do it multiple times. Wow. So, Jesus Christ. Yeah, pretty crazy. Uh, 1978, the first solo ascent by Franz Opberg. Opberg. I'm sorry, that makes me mad. <laughs> Why the fuck are you doing that by yourself? Ah, ah okay. Sorry, yeah. but just, I'm just it's, like, that is insanely dangerous. God. But man, imagine getting back down to the bottom and you're alive and you're like, I'm the coolest motherfucker on, on this planet Earth. Yeah, I would just be like, where's my just like paycheck to just live forever now? Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> 
fucking insane. That's wow. Mm-hmm. And then in 1988, there was the first female ascent without supplemental oxygen, and that was Lydia Brady. But um, sorry, I'm, I'm didn't one of the people that died on the way back down didn't weren't they like one of the first women that did without oxygen? Or is that just like not counted because she died? Let's or is it a different year? Sorry, I'm just all over the place. No, no, you're right. I did get this all fucked up. Oh, okay. What it was, it was Sleeping Beauty, uh, Francis. She became the first woman from the United States to do it without ah, oxygen. Okay, okay. And this was the first woman in general. Ah, okay. So okay. it was first done in 88, and then an American did it in 98. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, some of these are kind of confusing because it is like that. It's like first person from this country, first person ever. God, like, and then soon it's going to be like first person from this town of this state. Yeah, and seriously. Yeah, so specific. Now it makes me want to look up if anybody from Austin's done it. Oh, it probably. I would have to say probably. Lots of athletic people here. Mm-hmm. 2001, this is one of the most impressive to me. Eric Weinmayer became the first blind person to reach the summit. Whoa, that's incredible. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. What do you think he thought of the view? <laughs> I'm sorry, like, I shouldn't make beautiful. that joke. <laughs> God, that's going to be like a really interesting experience though without sight though because like oh my God, I wonder I can't if, imagine. Yeah, I wonder if he's just feeling like how much it changes your body just like even more, you know, since he's more in tune with it and stuff and then dude and like having to use the sounds to like dictate your movement yeah. like oh like the snow crunches like this in a safe area and not Ooh. here and then just not fall in a crevice. That that's that's crazy. That's this next one is my favorite one. It's so fucking cool. So in May of 2006, there was an Australian climber named Lincoln Hall. I already like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he was climbing the mountain. Uh, he got super fucked up. His team couldn't help him. And they were like, well, he just has to die up here. Um and whoever was like the main Sherpa in charge was like, okay, well, he's not going to make it. So let's cover up his body with rocks to make this little like makeshift grave. Well, they couldn't find any rocks. So they were like, fuck it. We're going back down. <laughs> let's just get other bodies and cover, cover <laughs> yeah. him up. We'll make a body sandwich. <laughs> so they told him, they called his family. They're like, hey, he's dead. And the next day, he fucking walked down the mountain and greeted his fellow mountaineers with, I imagine you are surprised to see me here. Whoa. I'd get terrified that he was would just murder me at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I would have just like, like walked in and not said anything, just, just you know, like, kind of like passive aggressively. <laughs> and then everyone like, would be okay. like, what the fuck? And I would be like, thanks for coming. Thanks for saving me. <laughs> Yeah, isn't that fucking insane? That's nuts. I had seen a little documentary on him like years ago, and I remembered that. Um, He went on to live for several years after that, and he gave a bunch of like talks about his near-death experience and rescue and all that. And then he died from unrelated medical issues in 2012 at the age of 56. Mm. So he lived for six years after that. 
boner? Did he die from a boner? <laughs> Maybe. Man, I wonder how many boners he was popping, like, on his deathbed of rocks. <laughs> Maybe that's what was keeping him going. <laughs> like, oh, okay, I'm so I gotta alive. keep going. <laughs> Biology's really weird. <laughs> Uh, 2010, youngest male to reach the summit, uh, Jordan Romero, 13 years and 10 months is his age. Oh, let's say, wait, that's how old he is? Yep. Whoa, wow. 13 year old. What the fuck? Man, I hate, I mean, I'm happy for him. Like, that's an incredible accomplishment, especially at that age. But, you know. What else just, do you do after that? Just makes you feel bad about yourself, <laughs> you know? I'm just like, fuck you. But. Congratulations, uh, yeah. but fuck you. Oh, look at you. <laughs> well, I'm 13. I'm going Mount Everest. Uh, look at me with my crampons. <laughs> Sounds like tampon. I don't even yeah. know what that is yet because I'm they 13. Even make crampons in your size? <laughs> <laughs> Have you even kissed a girl? <laughs> oh, man. Um, in 2011, this was like one of the early. Um, records for people going up the mountain a lot mm-hmm. uh appa sherpa had a record for 21 times to oh. summit the mountain and that was in 2011 uh 2013 um sudarshan guatam was a man with no arms and he made it to the top what well, you only need your legs to get you there. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Like, I could do that. <laughs> nah. No, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's super incredible. And like, I guess I'm trying to think too. I mean, I'm sure people probably assisted him with like eating and stuff, but I know a lot of mm. people that don't have arms utilize their legs oh, and their feet. Oh, but your feet and are you, covered up. Yeah, you can't really hmm. undress yeah. <laughs> much to utilize your, your legs and your point. feet. That's, I didn't think about that. Like, insanely impressive. Yep. Uh, 2014, a 13-year-old girl, Malavath Perna, she reached the summit, becoming the youngest female climber. Ah, why don't you go marry the other 13-year-old that summited the mountain and have mountain babies? Have mountain babies. <laughs> Should give birth up there. Uh, 2017, Kami Rita Sherpa um, ascents 21 or gets to 21 ascents. And then by 2023, Kami Rita Sherpa is at 28 ascents. So it looks like this year they did their 28th trip up. Man, how how do they even afford that? Like, what do they do for money? The only thing I can think is... they're going up with other people because how oh, else okay. would you like? Have... Maybe she's a guide and stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay, that makes sense. I mean, how else would you? Yeah. Afford that? <laughs> That's what I was wondering. I was like, that can't. I mean, be maybe possible. this is like the richest person ever. I don't know, but that's just what I thought. Yeah, she's probably a guide or mm-hmm. blogger, something yeah. Everest specific. Twenty twenty three, in May, Unger and Lehman. Um, it was a couple became the third and fourth deaf people to summit Mount Everest. And Unger is the first deaf woman ever. Oh, cool, cool, cool. To, to, to summit Everest. For some reason, I was like, she was the first deaf woman? <laughs> Sorry, no. Born Brain. this year. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, let me tell you about Helen Keller. <laughs> but she wasn't born deaf, so. Um, but yeah, that's incredible. Um, I oh. feel like... 
feel like being deaf would definitely add some difficulty to it, but I feel totally. like it wouldn't be as difficult as blind or no arms, maybe. Maybe I'm just gauging that. I was thinking about way. that, and I'm not sure, because <clears throat> the thing with being deaf is, say there was some emergency, like if somebody had to yell, like, duck. Oh, yeah. And yeah. if your hands are occupied, you can't signal mm, to them. That's so. true. Oh, I have fuck, no fucking yeah, that idea. Is... You know what? I shouldn't be comparing these disabilities anyway. They're all very hard in their, <laughs> their own ways when you're ascending a mountain, for sure. So. It's hard out here on Earth. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot to write down the year, but a teenager with Down syndrome um, made the trek to base camp. Oh, cool, so, cool. That's another awesome. cool one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think if I ever try to attempt Everest, it would probably just be the first base camp. <laughs> yeah. And even then, probably you can not even die. that. I'll just get halfway up there. <laughs> That's awesome, though. Um, I thought I had saw something about a man going up Everest in high heels. but whenever I looked into it it like wasn't really the case and he was like considering it and planning it but I guess he didn't actually do it but yeah um, I think we should should just pretend it happened yeah that's cool yeah it happened I can't remember his name but it absolutely happened (laughs) (laughs) we got green boots and we got red heels red heels (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that is my interesting summits yeah that was... maybe we'll be the first podcasters up there oh maybe <laughs> maybe we'll be the first podcasters to the first base camp <laughs> the first american podcasters. <laughs> we'll be the first american podcasters to make it one quarter of the way to base camp <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> to make it to the bottom of the mountain <laughs> to be in the parking lot yeah yeah that's my goal <laughs> Those were some interesting summits here on Earth, right, Jamie? Yes. I am summited out. <laughs> but um, I hope you're not summited out, listeners, because we still have a little bit left to cover in the next episode. More poop and boners, yeah. baby. Actually, we, um, I think I lied. I don't know if there was any poop in this episode. I think I said there was going to be poop and boners. Oh. So, sorry for the lie. Yeah. It's fine. You well, there is enough in the first episode. So if, if you if you need more of that, just go back and listen to the last Mount Everest episode. And uh, hope you like this one. And hope to see you in the next one, fat heads, fatty fat fat heads, fatty fat. Remember to follow us on Instagram at mm-hmm. Nervous Laughter Podcast. Yes. If you could leave us a review, that would be magical. Um, our goal is to have some T-shirts coming out within the next amount of time so <laughs> sometime this year or next year <laughs> yeah that's that's what we're trying to do here on earth yes. and we appreciate you joining us on earth yes for this journey and um you know stay safe don't camp in the dust zone mm-hmm. especially if a sherpa tells you not to yes listen to your gangster ass sherpa it's true um Keep your boners tucked in. You don't want it to get frostbite yeah, and yeah, fall yeah. off. Keep it tucked in um, and safe and keep your butt flap zipped up. <laughs> what was it called? A rainbow zipper? A rainbow <laughs> flap or something? Yeah. <laughs> um, and happy pride. I know we didn't really do much yes. pride stuff, but happy pride. Just oh, man. That's a good idea for the future. We can do some like cringy corporate pride yeah. advertisements. <laughs> well, Mount Everest has the Rainbow Valley and the Rainbow Zipper 
flap oh, thing. That's true. So happy Pride. Yeah. Happy and Pride. And I don't know why we're just like, I'm going to kiss you guys on the forehead. Mwah. Mwah. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> we'll remember to hug you today. Goodbye. <laughs> Sorry, I 100% forgot what I was talking about. Um, You were talking about just like you're talking about how how close it is to the summit. Yes, I think. Yeah, perfect. Thank you. Mm